Welcome to the realms of voices, a place where the conversations never end, a place where the dead talks are tabled, a place where the views are relatable. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to Youth Corner. Hello there, welcome to Youth Corner. And my name is NFX, so I'll be your host for this episode. Well, this has been a long week. Okay, so before I go ahead into the conversation, actually, you know, I want to share my thoughts with everyone that has been afflicted, affected by the flooding in Kogi, Benway, Bayesa. Right, my thoughts are with everyone, and I really do hope our government actually you know, act and you know, help the people in need. And shout-outs to Peter Obi for his donation in Benway. That's very kind of him. I mean, to halt his campaign to go, you know, help people in need. That's exemplary of him, and I think that's the thing we need in a leader. But, okay, well, this episode is not to talk about Peter Obi, but I just feel that you know, I need to put it that way. Just in case you are not aware that this is happening. Though our mainstream media is naturally pushing the, the news, naturally you know, getting one informed about it. I don't know why, but I just hope that at least you are informed now through this podcast. And if you have friends there, loved ones there, check up on them. Because it's, it has not been easy for people living in those areas. All right. So for today's episode, I'll be talking on colors that never existed. Now you be when now you be looking at the um, artwork for this episode, and you have an idea or two of what it's about. But you might, you might, you might, you might not. But regardless, so colors that never existed. So what's this question about? Okay, so it's, it's a power. Um, how we relate to racism. No, racism is actually a prevailing problem. It has not stopped. And although there are um, parasitals and you know works that have been in place, you know, to you know reduce it or stop it, stopping it is a bit far fetched in my own opinion. But I will I will break everything down. On how on why I go along, so just work with me on this one. So, first thing to notice why racism has been there since who knows, completely eradicating it based on how present trends are. I think it's far fetched, I, I don't think it will work that way because racism to me it's more of the symptoms of a disease and not the actual cause of the disease itself. So all we've been doing, all the effort we've been we've put into, you know, halting racism, it's more or less we're, we're like treating a symptom of a disease, but not the disease itself. That's why I'm. That's why I said that now racism, ending racism is a bit far fetched based on how we are approaching it. So we receive in this light that racism is a symptom and not the actual, you know, pathogen itself. It's it's not being an awareness. Okay, what's the actual cause of racism itself? Now, before we even talk about the actual, what actually causes it, what's the main cocoa behind racism? 
I want to know something to you. Racism and tribalism, they are the same thing. But you, because you say racism is between races and then tribalism is probably between same races, but probably they have a difference in probably ethnicity or something like that. But when if Nigerians in the diaspora they are facing the racism, right? But when they come back to Nigeria, they will come and face tribalism. I don't know why anyone was saying because they are actually the same thing. You don't see that the same thing, but let me just go further. Now, there's also another one xenophobia, right? This one, you're afraid of you know, foreigners in your country. Why are you afraid of foreigners to start with? Are they posing actual threats to you? Not really, but when um, you know, Nigerians in South Africa, see within Africa, you know, they were being attacked, you know, their shops were burnt down and all of that. Like the main place was Nigerians were taking out their jobs or they failed Nigerians, you know, being dominant in their society and stuff like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, reach out to me and correct me. But to the best of my knowledge and the news, I followed the news during that period and I still even had to go back on it before I recorded this episode. So, yeah. And it's not just only in South Africa, even in other countries where immigrants are you know, moving in and the fear of the... Um, the citizens, they are, they are scared that the immigrants will you know, take up their jobs and you know, be in place of power instead of them and you know, control and dominate their society. That fear, the xenophobia, tribalism and racism, they are all having the same thing. The man behind the curtain, because the racism, tribalism and xenophobia is just a silhouette of the main man. Who is the main man? The main man is hate. You know? All these are breeded on hatred. Racism. You cannot love someone and you be and you, you know, discriminate the person just because the person is of a different skin color from you, or because the person is of a different tribe from you, or because the person is a foreigner in your own land. And I I saw this on Twitter once and someone tweeted that if places in history were to be flipped and black people were to be were to be the oppressors in history and whites should be the oppressed that black people will be more racist than white i couldn't argue because facts remain this is where how many years has it been you know since you know, the british left nigeria but even the people that when the people that we didn't receive any um any oppression the newer ones the newer generations they still hold this kind of resentment towards modern day British people that have nothing to do with them. So, it, it doesn't make sense. Right, so uh, let me go back to the point I was making. So, racism, tri- tribalism, xenophobia, they, they are the silhouette of the main man. The main man is hatred. Because hatred that breeds this thing, the hatred breeds fear that the foreigner will come and dominate you. The hatred breeds tribalism, the hatred breeds racism. Because it's not just even black people. The Asians also, they're also taking a cut of the pie. They're also receiving it one way or the other. So, it's not Indians also. They are, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of videos that I've seen Indians being discriminated by. Probably, I'll, I think there were Europeans in that video. So, it's not just an African thing alone. It's like a global thing. But, since we are trying to act attack racism with uh, you know things like 
strict punishment, fines. These things won't really work. Okay, let me give you, let me explain why. Fine, if you are doing fines, you know, strict punishment and all of that, you are giving a temporary solution to a longer problem. Case in point, you are treating the symptom, not the disease. Because when you give them stricter punishments, you know, enforce some kind of laws and policies and all of that, what you are doing is you are kind of building some resentment in some of them. Now, some of these white, some of these folks that you know discriminate others based on you know skin color or tribe or all of that, they have young ones, they have kids, they have younger siblings, and do you know what kind of mentality they are feeling those kids? Now, probably they are feeling those children that okay, see these people, they are enemies. We have to hate them because of this and this and that, this and that, all of that. And let's say the kid now come to realize that. Their elder one or their parents or their guardian has been, you know, arrested or fined for this or probably received some level of punishment all because of that black man, that white man, that Asian guy, that Indian guy, that Igbo man, that European man. It's, you are trying to prove the message that has been passed to that child, to that kid, right? You are just compounding a problem. But you are not solving it. You are solving it temporarily, but you are breeding more and more racist, tribalist, and you know, all of that. So it's not it's not really helpful. You are not really you know reducing racism. You are just probably halting it for the moment. You understand? You are like halting it for the moment. You are trying to contain it. But yeah, I don't I don't know how long the content the containment will actually work, but it will eventually break. So that's why you need to introduce the actual solution. You actually actually need to um, attack the main man, the actual you know disease, the actual pathogen itself, and which is hatred. So how do you attack hatred? You attack hatred with love. Now, if these kids, right, or these teenagers or these people for adults. See, adults they are well aware of right and wrong. They are well aware of it's actually no right to be hitting or to be discriminating someone, all, be, all based on what tribe, race. They know they are not babies. They know what's left and right, and they know the law also. But still, they do these things. So those guys they are way further. But the people that we can really you know, help a lot at the younger ones, the teenagers, you know, the, young, the youths and the youths also had also, let me move them out, teenagers and you know, the children. When you teach these kids how to love and tolerate others, regardless of their circumstances and who they are, when you teach them how to love, you, you, you are preparing a, a better place for every one of them for everyone that comes to that community or society you're preparing a better place for them because these kids now the, the seed of hatred will not be in their heart so if another person is trying to you know sell them that bs of you know these people that are coming here to dominate us these people that are doing this to do more this, this people they are this and that and that they won't take it because this that's not how they were brought up that's not how they were brought up you're, you're going to train kids the right way so that when you grow older they won't depart from it
that's how it is that's how it works so you you, you catch them young and you train them how to love you teach them how to love and tolerate you understand you remove the sense of colorism from their head don't let the sense of colorism get into these young ones because once it has once the sense of colorism right or tribe has been established in them it will be hard to uproot it so the only way to actually clamp down on this racism this tribalism is actually to teach these younger ones how to love genuinely and how to tolerate because the older ones that are actually you know the offenders they will end, eventually phase out but the newer ones will not end up will not in the long run they will become the adults the new adults so when the new adults they are tolerable to one another when the new adults are filled with love then you you are guaranteed that the next set of children will be taught in that same light and that's actually how you curb it it looks it, it sounds easy what you know what i'm saying but it's not really easy but once you take the right step in the right direction and we take the steps little by little it will amount to something better and i think and i can even better that it will actually work better than fines and punishment because they've been finding and they've been punishing they've been prosecuting these offenders for this long and it still happens it still happens okay for those of you that are uh, um conversing with, with twitter there's this guy popular guy um Ejikem, i think that's his name Ejikem. he's very, very popular I mean, he just he just did the viral tweet recently, self. So the guy recently he shared his experience with us. So the guy just newly went to the UK, and um, he was working. And while he was working, a lady was passing. So when the, the lady was pressing off while working, so the lady took her head down and saw him. She moved away and crossed the other side of the street. At first, he did not even board, but then he just stopped and turned back, and he used the F word and then called her. A racist. I mean, this is modern day. It still happens in broad daylight. Someone replied under his tweets, sharing his own experience that he was walking close to a park. You know, the kids are there, and so the a child and the and the child's parents they were walking out of the park. When the and child was at the front, so when the child saw him, a man of color, the child went to the back of the parents and hid. No, so for the child to be actually be afraid of the guy at first sight, it tells you the kind of message he has the child has been fed from the house. That these people when you see them they are bad like when you see these people you should run. When you see them, you just know you sh- you are insecure, anything can happen to you. Like that's the kind of message this yeah, child must have been fed to actually run to the back of the parent and to seek, you know, sh- um, short and security so that tells the kind of message that be fair but when you teach these kids how to love and tolerate that when you teach them that oh, these people we are all humans and these people you have to love them you, know, you have to care for them you have to tolerate them you have to accommodate them you have to work on them now it's, it's a whole di- it's not be a whole different thing and it's not just outside nigeria even inside nigeria you know parents need to learn how to stop saying oh you cannot marry an an evil man because he's an evil man. That's a very that's a very stupid thing to say. Even the the new and Nigerians I I be more tolerable and accommodative to you know, and the tribal walls that are not really there, but the older ones still have it, and some of the newer ones still have it. But it's not as you no, know, it's not as common as as it's really.
probably like six years back, four years back, thirty years back. You understand? It's, it's, a, it's a bit more relaxed now, but it's still there. And you see, there are some people that will still be insisting that they don't want to have a you know romantic relationship that will lead to marriage with certain tribe, with certain region in the country because they are who they are. You get. So you, you need to you need to start breaking all these walls, and these walls are built upon each other because there's nothing to tell me. You cannot tell me you love as an as an as an outside guy. You love evil people genuinely, but you don't want your child to marry from the evil people. It's you can't just make it make sense to you because it, it's not adding up. You can't tell me you love them and you would impose such on your, on your words. So you see what I'm saying. So that's i think that's the best way to actually handle and address the issue of racism and tribalism and xenophobia and you know bringing up trying to play ethnic cards and all of that that's the that's the best way to go about it because you you say you want to be punishing offenders you know you want to um you want to punish them you want you want to trial them and all of that you might just breed resentment without knowing so the best way to tackle the hatred is by teaching how to love properly, genuinely. Because when you love, you will be when you be tolerable, you will tolerate at least a good degree. If they try to move mad, you move them. Well, you get you get the gist of it. Right. So in summary, racism, tribalism, xenophobia, ethnicity, those, those stuff, nah, they're just smokes and mirrors. They don't, they don't, they are not the problem. The main problem is the seed of hatred in the hearts of these people. And you know, to really, really arrest everything in long shots is to teach how to love. To teach them how to love, to teach these kids how to love these people, how to tolerate these people. And yes, you can learn how to love someone. Yes, you can learn how to love someone. You can learn how to love someone. But you, the, you can learn how to love someone and you know, teaching how to love and all of that. I'll do that in another episode because I'm trying to st- stick to time on this one. I've already passed the time limit that I have. So I'll have to stop. But in another episode, maybe not the next episode, but in another episode, I will cover the solution aspect properly. But for this one, I've cited the problem and I've cited the best solution. But I will um, elaborate on the solution in another episode. Right? So, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listening. I really appreciate those of you that take your time to listen and share the podcast. You guys are the MVPs. So, it's our next episode. Stay safe and go and collect your PVC. I'm not going to share that anymore. You see, next year is not going to be funny in this country. You all that are Nigerians inside this Nigeria should go and get your PVC. If for one reason or the other you are unable to get your PVC, go and collect it too. If for one reason or the other you didn't register, you can apply for this INEC ad hoc. You can do that, or you can volunteer, you know, to be to to be in the polling unit, probably to you know to watch, to participate in vote counting, or one other activities or the other to sensitize people about the importance of next year election. You just pick up one or two things and do towards the election. That is you participating in the election, not necessarily by voting. Voting is nice and all, but you can also participate. In the election without necessarily voting with you know without necessarily voting so just pick up something and participate be involved in this thing because it's all, it's all of us life it's all of us life and it's not going to be funny 
So I implore you, please participate in the election. But that's the most important message. Please participate in any in any capacity that you can. Please participate. Thank you. God bless you and do have a lovely week.